Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Lots of texts coming in on the conversation uh, that I had with Mark Spector. Speck calling Edmonton's loss to Chicago embarrassing in the uh, play-in series. Again, uh, we've discussed this before. Like when the Oilers only won one out of 21 games twice, those were embarrassing stretches for the organization. I, th- hey, I think people would fundamentally understand that. Uh, this text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line saying, Bob, Chicago has absolutely nothing to lose in the series. All the pressure was on the Oilers. Seven-game series, the Oilers pull it out. Um, I liked your optimism there. I'm not convinced that would have happened. I just, Chicago had experience. They were deeper up front than Edmonton. The Oilers, Clefbaum and Larson were a non-factor in that series. And Corey Crawford gave them one good period in goal in game four. And, uh, and, in a, and again, in a, the shorter the series, the greater the probability of upset. Look no further than Montreal and Pittsburgh. Nobody saw that coming. Just before we get to Montreal and Pittsburgh, we're going to Montreal to talk to former Edmonton Oiler, George LaRock. Hi, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Good. Look, uh, and you know the story because we've talked about it over the years. Uh, in 2000, I remember when you guys played Dallas in 2003, uh, I just had started at that time on, on 1260, and I, I said, you know what, the owners are going to give Dallas a run, but Dallas is playing with twice the salary structure as Edmonton. It's, I, I'm going to take Dallas in six. But when you guys played Detroit, you know this, I, I, I was, Robin Brownlee and me were the only two guys that took you guys to beat Detroit, and I thought you were all wrong for Detroit. Sometimes teams match up differently, and I thought you guys, first of all, you guys were a better team. You just didn't have goaltending for the 60 or, first 60 games or so of the season. But could you sense as that series went on that Detroit was starting to, to realize that they weren't a team that was 25 or 28 points better than the Edmonton Oilers? Well, the thing is, on, on that series, uh, I'll be honest with you, before the series started, uh, nobody gave us a lot of chances, you know, because that team, they were stacked. You know, they were um, pretty much the perfect team. So if you look at that team at first, I know things have to be played on the ice first, but at first, when you look at the strength of a 
Schwartz was largely the favorite. But the thing is, when we start playing them, we realize that, you know, the, the status that they had was not the same as when they played. They weren't hard to play against. And the way that we played, you know, hard nose, others, hockey, everybody skating, hitting, they didn't like that. And their style didn't fit with the style of play that we were. And we, we realized pretty fast that we could win the series. And then we just had to keep banging and, and play hard. And then we would, we would beat them because they were not impressive. You know, you look at their standing before the, 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 the series started, and they, they were. You look at their, the players that they had on their team, you're like, oh, my God, we don't have guys like that. But, man, they could not match our intensity, and that was the end of it for them. And you were better in goal. Yeah, the goalie is like, Roley was, you know, if Roley didn't get hurt, he would have got the David Tom Smite. Even if, if, let's say, I think would have won the top if he didn't, if he didn't get hurt at all. But right. even when he got, like, even when he got hurt, I thought there was a chance he was going to get it because he was so outstanding the entire playoff. It, it, he made the difference. It was unreal. George, look, you, you fought guys, and some guys were better matchups for you than other guys. I'm going to extend that. Do you think some teams are better matchups for uh, other, you know what I mean? Like, do you think that matchup, it can be a dependent situation? I'll give you an example. As a fighter, like, I didn't see you, like, Darren Langan gave you, Darren Langan was a smart little guy that was, uh, he, he threw quick little punches. He didn't hurt you, but he was a good technical fighter. And you tossed around some of the biggest, you know, you crushed some of the biggest heavyweights of all time. So, um Give me a thought on that. Am I onto something about the matchup? Sometimes defines things a little bit. Well, no, you're right because uh, there's, a, there's even a year that uh, I remember that we were considering, um, you know, losing a game so we could play another team. We didn't end up doing it. I remember one year we didn't play. We didn't want to play Dallas in a, in a playoff, and then we. I remember that we started having that discussion, but we couldn't do it. You know, the right. others will never throw a game. But it, this is just to let you know that there is matchup that is better for teams or not. And you look at the strength of your team and, and strength of other teams, and, and you know that there's something we're going to do better against and something they're going to do better against us because how, how it is. So we know that. Like, it's a fact. That's why often in the playoff, the way line combination is done, guys are playing, guys are not playing. If you want to have teams that are more physical against them, depending who you're playing and stuff, there is matchup that is more favorable. That's why there's team that there's team that finished first that wish that they finished second because they don't want to play the team that finished eighth. It depends who it is. Matchup is a key because matchups, you know, uh, you know. First of all, you know if it's going to take you too much energy uh, to to go through this team in the series. If it's going to be a physical series, that you might lose a player or two. If you're a team that, that doesn't like physical play, if you're a team that is fast, if you're a slow team, you know, there's so many things that comes into effect. And, and, and it's so important you have to analyze things and stuff about who you're playing. You know what team you have more chance to beat or not. So, and and, and it, that's why, like, in that series, Cup, when you're talking about it, um, Anaheim, we knew we would have no problem beating them. We beat them in five to go to Stanley Cup final. And, you know, they were... It was in the third round, and they were the easiest team to beat. You know, if you look at Detroit, you'd be like, um, what happened? You know, it's crazy because it's just that 
there is team in this in in, in this series that was easier than other, you know. And uh, us, the way that we were, the hard nosed hockey team that didn't like to play that style, it was a big advantage for us. Uh, John Sexsmith, as you know, uh, Edmonton sportscaster, he's with Global. His son Joel's playing in the Western Hockey League. I remember he went down for the first two games in San Jose, and he's like, "Stop." They're not coming back against this team. And I'm like, you can't write them off. San Jose was pretty good, George. There, there's an illustration. You're down 2 nothing in that series. Two low-scoring games. They were grinding it out. And you guys turned that enti- and blew them out a couple games. Like, it, it just shows you how it can turn around. Got to switch focus, yeah, but, yeah, George. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, know, you know why it turned around, right? Because of Raff- one thing. Rafi Torres? Yeah. When he did that hit, that was it. You know, sometimes when we say hit to change a series, it changed everything after that. They were never, San Jose was never the same after that. Yeah, he clobbered Milan Mahalik. All right, George, switching focus. What was a bigger upset? Montreal beating Pittsburgh or Chicago beating Edmonton? Montreal beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, in this year's playing series. So the Canadians knocking off your old like you played for you played for the Canadians you played for the Penguins you played with Sidney Crosby and Malkin yeah. those guys have three cups uh, for Pittsburgh you, you so what was the bigger okay, okay. The, well no because I have to think about it okay Montreal when they played uh, Pittsburgh Murray was terrible and by the way Ottawa which did a really good job for with the young players for the future and everything uh, you know for the future they're good but in net they made a terrible choice. With Murray, and remember, I was talking to you about it. I was you like, were. I you. I'm not gonna sign Murray. It'll be the <laughs> biggest mistake. The guy cannot stop a beach ball. So, and I'm so happy that the others didn't do that. But they did worse. They didn't do anything in that. But still, when, if you ask me which one is worse, it's definitely the others losing to Chicago because, you know, Chicago was not supposed to be there, and, and so is Montreal. But still, Chicago. You look at them. They're old team. A lot of old guys. And the goalie was bad. It was the battle of who wants to be the worst goalie. Each team has to score six, seven goals to win a game. It was it was crazy. And when I look at that with the firepower that the others had, I was like, there's no way Crawford could do the job and stop them. And he couldn't. He didn't. The thing is, he didn't make any stop. And we lost to Chicago. To me, it was a way bigger upset because Edmonton being the local team, I like, which is now also another advantage, Having the rink advantage, knowing the rink and everything, I thought they were going to walk all over Chicago, and I was I was astonished when when I I saw that when I saw Chicago I breathed through uh, the the series against the others. I you know what? Uh, just regarding being a local team, fair enough in terms of being familiar with the building, uh, not having the fans there. You know how much of a big deal that is. Like like. The Oilers fans have helped Willem in games at times in the playoffs and helped bring them back. Interesting perspective. So, George, I'm going to translate this into this upcoming season. All Canadian division, the Edmonton Oilers had the highest winning percentage, 585 last year. Toronto was at 579. Vancouver, 565. Calgary, 564. Winnipeg, 563. Montreal, who's made significant additions, 500. Ottawa in a rebuild at 437. Who do you think are the three best teams in a Canadian division this upcoming season? As, as much as I would love to say Edmonton, because they didn't address the goalie situation, I cannot put them in the top three. So the first one I have to put Montreal because they have the best. Because the thing with, with this is what we have to understand, okay? Next year, 
we're talking about 57 games in about 110 days. That's pretty much a game every two days. Yep. And the backup is very important because you can have your number one goalie like being in net for every game because there's going to be tons of back-to-back. So having two good goalies is important. In the Canadian division, Montreal has the best tandem with Price and Jake Allen. That yep. was so important. And that makes a big difference right there. And if you just look at that and the defense that Montreal have improved, the Oilers need a goalie and they need help in defense. Because of that, it's a disadvantage that they have, even though they have a lot of firepower. I put Montreal first. I put yep. the Leafs second because the Leafs, they have a lot of firepower up front. But yep. in Nets, they wanted to get rid of Anderson. They found no takers. And that's because, you know, the GM, Toronto GM, I remember, Carolina was interested in Anderson, and he asked for Dougie Hamilton in return. So obviously Anderson didn't move. So Anderson, I don't think he's the right guy for Toronto. They don't have a good goalie, and they need a demands too. But because of the firepower in front, I put Toronto second. And third, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between, you know, uh, Calgary is going to be good because they have Markstrom. Vancouver is going to be good. But I, I, if, even though I've questioned Mark with, with, uh, with uh, OB, the, you know, I was so hurt when we didn't win the Markstrom, uh, like, uh, derby. Because I know it was between Edmonton and Calgary. And yep. it was so important. Because Markstrom could be the player that makes the difference between who's going to be finishing first between Calgary and Edmonton. That's why it's so tough. Because I, when I, 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 I thought for sure that after last year, after what happened with Smith, and, and Toskinen, that the other was going to address that. It was going to be the number one priority. I know they tried. I know it's the easiest thing said than done because a lot of teams realized our goalie was is important and now, and now like, they, it was the first position that everybody jumped all over. But, man, as much as I love McDavid and he, I still think he's the best player in the league and I don't agree with people that say that uh, McKinnon is, um, he cannot stop Pox. And the biggest weakness for the Oilers is the goalies, and you know them well, Bob, that you can get yep. as good as the team as you want. If the goalie doesn't make the stuff, it takes energy out of the uh, out of the team, out of the players, and it changed the games. It changed the game when you like a weak goal on. And that's why, like, I'm very worried about how the others are going to do this year because of the goalies. So you think there's a chance that, like, you know, there's only going to be four teams make the playoffs. You've got Montreal 1, Toronto 2. You, you think there's a chance the Oilers miss? They, they could, you know, if you look at all the teams, they should be in the top four. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to take the first four. To every, I don't think they're going to finish top three, but they should squeeze in in four positions because because of McDavid and obviously dry side all that. McDavid this year is going to be in a, in a mission because he's going to show the whole world that, you know what, I was hurt last year, I got a suspension. Wait till you see me healthy, I'm going to be. I'm going to show everybody how good I am. So he's going to tear it up this year. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. So they're going to make it top four. But the only reason why, uh, you know, it's not in a top three is because of the goalie. But other than that, with, with, with dry saddle that now you could put one in a line and the other guy in the other line, it makes two power-powering lines that can make a huge difference in every game. George, awesome stuff. We love having you on the show. Uh, next Thursday, okay, if we can. Yes, next Thursday is good. Thanks, bro.
All right, that is George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken. We did Oilers trivia for Greta Barr uh, before the one thirty news update with Randy Kelburn. The question was, on the state five years ago, uh, the Oilers organization honored Glenn Sather uh, with a banner uh, for the builder of the Oilers dynasty. And then the Oilers and the Rangers played an awesome game, 7-5 final. Some guys had some big nights. Leon Dreisettle had four assists. Taylor Hall had two goals and four assists at that point. Drysaddle was up to 26 points in 20 games. This was in the year in which he finished with about 50 points overall. There was a player who got a hat-trick in that game, Brendan Escott. Who was it? It was Laurie Korpakovsky, which our first caller knew, so congratulations to Colin L. I tell you, our listeners are on the ball. We got smart listeners. The host some days, I think there's a lot of debate out there. Just want to mention there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than a task win, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. And the year-end event is taking place right now at Brent Ridge. Great people, great service. They're transparent. Go out and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Lend a hand. They will at one Eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit brentridge.com. Uh, Brendan, let's take a one-minute... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Break, come back, uh, get to another This Day in Order's History. It was a busy one, and then I got a bunch of texts because we got some terrific texts to the show. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 152 in Edmonton. We're going to go to a couple texts here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. So Mark Spector said the Oilers uh, were embarrassed in the playoffs by Chicago, and I politely, uh, respectfully disagreed. I said, that's the nature of sport, especially in a short series. Anything can happen, and Chicago had some experience, and the Oilers uh, didn't win the goaltending battle, and uh, their top defense pairing was basically out. And Chicago's forwards were probably deeper than Edmonton, and the two teams are only, and people go, excuses, excuses, excuses. Here's Haji, Texas. Bob Speck is wrong. The Oilers were the better team for the majority of that series. The Blackhawks did not win because the Oilers couldn't match their playoff-style hockey as Speck uh, intimates, they lost the goaltending battle and they had zero 
puck luck. The current Stanley Cup champions were not built for the playoffs. Effort and tenacity combined with speed will make up for any of the Oilers' perceived lack of uh, toughness. And uh, and Tampa Bay got swept in four straight by Columbus um, a year ago in the opening round of the playoffs that year. And their top line, three players that combined for more than 90 points. Each, or sorry, each had 90 plus points. Kucherov was the league MVP, 128 points. Stamkos was over 90. Point was over 90. Those three guys combined for five points in their four game series loss against Columbus. McDavid, Drysettle, and Nugent Hopkins had 21 points in the four games against Chicago. Edmonton lost, in my opinion, because of depth, uh, because Crawford had one good period in between the pipes, and because the teams weren't that far apart. Uh, it is by far. Uh, for me, it's it's not one of the biggest upsets. The L.A. upset back in 82 was a big upset again. Uh, Kim says, Bob, thanks for George confirming what I always thought. The teams do throw games, even though you said you guys don't. I think the current Oilers uh, have thrown games. They seem to suddenly lose energy and interest from Kim. Well, Kim, you can interpret that uh, the way you want. I don't think that's necessarily... Um, what I think George was saying. I think they were having a discussion. Does this matchup work better if we play this? Another text comes in from IMAX. Says, Bob, pretty good takes on old George's part. Absolutely. Uh, another text says, uh, Bob, this one comes to us from DT regarding Mark Specter. Spec is myopic. Chicago got several lucky goals. How many of their 16 goals went from the shots uh, from the point nine? You can't draw that up. The orders may not have played up to the standard they set in the regular season, but Chicago did not dim- uh, dominate them. They got timely, fluky goals. And again, I, I think you got to learn from it. I'll grant you that. I'm not about to uh, hammer the team uh, uh, for uh, what transpired against Chicago. I look at the confluence of events. I guess it's 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 kind of like, you know, how do you look at political like how do you look at political leaders in times of distress? And it didn't go well for Edmonton in that. For, but who's to say we were dealing with a pandemic? And people say, Stoffer, you're just making excuses. I'm saying don't overreact to it. I remember Glenn Sather saying, don't overreact to the Oilers losing L.A. back in 82. There were actually people that I knew that thought that the Edmonton Oilers should trade Wayne Gretzky after the Oilers lost in 82 to the L.A. Kings. I actually know people that said that, including people that ended up working uh, in the National Hockey League. All right, uh, let's get to another. So 1985, 21-goal scored, Edmonton 12, Calgary 9. Highest-scoring game, modern-era NHL history. 2015 Oilers 7-5 over the New York Rangers. Glad to say the retirement night. And what else we got for this day in history? Back in 1992, the Oilers traded Kevin Lowe to the New York Rangers for Roman Oxiata and a third-round draft pick in 93, which turned into 60th overall selection Alexander Kirch. Uh, that one didn't really uh, work out. Sort of the end of the line for the uh, Oiler dynasty. We're going to be hearing from Kevin Lowe next week talking about a couple uh, charity things that are taking place in our uh, city. Coming up uh, on the 630 Chad 
afternoons with Jayla and I. In a 12-1 vote, Edmonton councillors passed the 2021 budget, which for the first time in 24 years won't include a tax increase. That means there will be cuts, including the elimination of more than 300 positions. Global Edmonton City Hall reporter Vinesh Prata uh, breaks it all down with Jayla and I after the 2 o'clock news. Everybody, have an awesome weekend. Thank you for all of the texts. Answer our poll question if you could. We'll be back at it Monday. Guests will include John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling and Reed Wilkins. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.